You're listening to The Way Home with Daniel Darling, a proud member of the Venom Audio Network. Hello, friends. I'm so glad you joined me today here on the podcast. Before we get into our conversation with our next guest, I just want to tell you about two really important things. First, uh, if you have not signed up for my newsletter, it's called One Little Word. I encourage you to do that. Uh, It comes out about every two weeks, and I have fresh content in there, usually kind of a take on something that's going on in the culture or maybe something I've learned from history or maybe uh, a nugget of wisdom or two about leadership. If that's uh, kind of your thing, I encourage you to join uh, the rest of us in our One Little Word community. I also share about upcoming projects that I'm working on and books I'm reading that are kind of in my book stack and some interesting things around the web that I've been paying attention to. So if if you'd like to do that, go to my website, danieldarling.com, sign up for One Little Word. Also, we're entering Christmas season, and for me, I don't think it's ever too early to celebrate Christmas, and especially this year in 2020. Uh, what a year we've been and how much we need Advent, how much we need to just sit, meditate, lament, and anticipate the coming of Jesus. I love Christmas. I don't know about you. It's my favorite time of year. Maybe this year is a harder one because there's people missing or you can't visit relatives because of COVID or of you lost loved ones. I hope you can find comfort and joy this Christmas season. And one of the ways that I hope that we can do that is with my book, The Characters of Christmas. Now, last year uh, it was released and I was really surprised at the response that people really across the country really resonated with it, churches even. And so if you would like something to do with your church or your small group or even yourself, I want to encourage you to uh, get The Characters of Christmas. This is a a book where I go through each of the, the kind of main people in this story, these really ordinary people like Mary and Joseph and and Zechariah and Elizabeth and Anna and Simeon and these shepherds and wise men from the East and how do they get caught up in the greatest story of all time. I profile each of them and how they kind of point us toward Jesus. So I, I hope that you would check out this book, The Characters of Christmas. You can go to thecharactersofchristmas.com or to my website, danieldarling.com. We have a lot of free downloads that correspond with this. If you want to do this with your church or church group, we have study guides and things that you can do if you want to do a church campaign. So please visit thecharactersofchristmas.com and get uh, links to the Christmas book that I really enjoyed writing. It's also available at your favorite retailers. Welcome to the Way Home Podcast, my friends. I'm so glad that you are joining me today. You are going to really enjoy this next interview with this next guest. Uh, I'm very excited about her joining me. Tara Lee Cobble is a Bible teacher who years ago started a ministry called D Group, where she started a discipleship group with a handful of college students, and it's grown into this really great ministry with 250 plus groups around the world. But you probably know her if you listen to a really cool podcast called The Bible Recap which is such a great idea. It's a daily podcast that goes through a Bible in a year reading plan and explains the passages in that Bible plan. And so as you're beginning this new year and you're thinking about how to start your Bible reading and what to do, 
this would be a great companion for you. We'll have links to that in the show notes. But Tara comes on to talk about why it's important to read the Bible, how she struggled, you know, like all of us to keep on track, what to do if you get off track on your Bible reading program. Some of the myths we have about our quiet time with the Lord, such as that every time we go, we have to have this kind of big camp meeting, revival, kind of halo of inspiration every time we meet God in the Word. And that kind of sets our expectations in a way that really maybe keep us from being faithful with our scripture reading. All that and more. It's a fun conversation. You'll really enjoy listening to this sit-down interview with Tara Lee Cobble. Well, I'm glad to have on the podcast uh, Tara Lee Cobble, uh, who I'm sure all of you know if you listen to her amazing Bible recap podcast. Tara Lee, thanks for joining me. Glad to be here, Dan. Thanks for having me. So I have had a lot of people tell me recently, there's this podcast, it's a Bible recap thing, and it's so good. You've got to get to know Tara Lee Cobble. So that's pretty cool. So I want to know... Like, how did this thing start? And did you think it would blow up like it has? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not think that at all. I thought we would have 300 listeners. That was my goal. Was yeah. It 300. And it started because just like pretty much everyone I know, I struggled to read the Bible. I wanted to read it. Sometimes I didn't actually want to read it. Sometimes I just wanted to want to yeah. read it. But yeah. I would read it and I would come away and I would feel confused and frustrated and uh, disillusioned at times. So sometimes I was lost in the story. I didn't understand the story. Who are these characters? I didn't understand the laws. Do, do these still apply? If not, why not? Sometimes I didn't like what God did and I didn't understand that at all. And so I went on a journey of reading through scripture chronologically, challenged by a pastor friend of mine to do that. And he answered my questions along the way. And that was what helped me read through scripture the first time ever was to have someone come alongside me and answer my questions as I encountered them. So I wanted to do that for other people to help them read through the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And, you know, it's funny. I grew up in the church too. And, you know, I obviously told you got to read your Bible every day. You got to read your Bible all the time. And you have, you know, struggled. I mean, I think in the last few years, I've actually struggled less because of, I don't know, like the older you get, it feels like you understand the importance of rhythms and disciplines. Like I used to sit there and look at my dad and wonder like, why do you do the same thing every day? That must be boring. And here <laughs> I am like all of a sudden, like I want to do everything. You're your say, dad now. Yeah. I've become my dad and mm -hmm. the habit of it. And one of the things that's interesting to me that I found once I got over the idea that every day I had to have some big light bulb moment with my Bible reading, like it has to be revival camp mm -hmm. meeting where I'm walking forward, crying and weeping. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I think that keeps us from doing it because a lot of times you're just kind of reading and you're not getting a ton out of it, but it's more mm -hmm. the discipline of getting into your heart, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes all you learn is discipline. Yeah. yeah. And it does come back. I mean, Jamie Smith's book, You Are What You Love, where he talks about where we actually learn more by discipline and, and like all those things day after day and over time they form us. But this is really good. And you know, the audio, we're in kind of an audio revolution, right? Where people want audio. So what you're doing kind of fits people where they are. So explain for the small percentage of people that, 
yeah. small percentage of people that don't know what the Bible Recap Podcast <laughs> is. Explain what it is. So here's how we work. Uh, we're reading every, we do 365 days of programming. We recycle mm-hmm. it every year. And so the, the plan is read through the Bible in a year. We read the chronological plan because mm-hmm. our hearts are geared around story, Dan. Like we all love a story. And um, when we just drop in to the Bible as it's laid out, you know, it's laid out like a library. And so you, you don't necessarily get to see the beauty of, oh, here's David running from Saul um, and be humbling himself before Saul and being chased by Saul. And then here's the Psalm he wrote asking God to be his defender and his protector. Here's the Psalm he wrote putting his trust in God. Oh, and then here's David and him murdering Uriah and committing this offense with Bathsheba. And then here's the Psalm of repentance he wrote. You know, you get that, you get the whole storyline when you read it chronologically. We do about three chapters of reading a day, on average 12 minutes in that chronological pattern. And then you come and you listen to my eight-minute podcast to tell you what you just read. I pull out cultural insights and um, things like that. I talk about the overarching storyline, and we're talking about the meta-narrative of Scripture, how this particular thing, that these three chapters that you just read fit into the whole 66 books. And then we end every day with what we call the God shot, which is what we saw about God's character that day. What did, what did God um, reveal to us about himself? And that was really important to me to end with uh, focusing on God and not focusing on myself and my application points, but to focus on who God is. Yeah, that's really good. And so are you following a specific chronological plan? Like the, we are. the, like right now I'm in my reading, I'm doing Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, you know, so I'm doing like four things or mm-hmm. like which you're which, doing more of a, I don't know what kind of, what kind of, what are they called? I that forget kind of what that's called. There's like three okay. or four of those, but are you doing yeah. straight chronological starting in Genesis? Yeah, moving just all chronological the straight that's through great. scripture. So we don't bounce back and forth in Old Testament, New Testament or things yeah, yeah. like that. That's great. Um, and we drop the Psalms in where a lot of, you know, some of the things that we don't know, but. So you know. obviously what you go through a year, then do you start over with the same plan and just do new insights for the same path? Like, so how does that work? We're not doing any new insights. I, I mean, unless there's something that I've learned that I was wrong about and I want to go back and edit yeah. and add that in because that has happened. That has happened <laughs> where I'm like, hey, or, or I learn a new insight. I learned something new. But we really kind of, I, tr- I really tried to milk uh, all I could out of the text. And so every year, this is our, this is our second year. We're at the end of our second year right now. People are doing it for the second time in a row, and mm. they're just it's helping them to read through scripture. What's really cool about it is, you know, I would spend when I was researching and writing this, I would it was about a hundred hours of work per week for about fourteen months to to research, write, record, create all of this. And when I go back and read those texts, I still learn something new after all the time I've spent in those pages, digging in, reading commentaries, all this. The word is living and active. It's just incredible how rich the text is every time you come back to it. So we have people who are in year two and planning to join us for year three. That's awesome. And what I, I, I love, I love this idea so much. You know, it, it's just another way to like leverage technology for people mm-hmm. to read their Bibles. But what I love about it is you're reading the word, but then you're, you're going, you know, you're going for the recap. So you're actually physically reading it and then you're, then you're listening to it. Uh, what right. kind of feedback? I mean, you've probably gotten tons of feedback and uh, what, 
what kind of feedback have you gotten that's kind of encouraged you about about people re, uh, going through it and reading reading through it? Uh, a few of my favorite things. It's just been the range of age who's participated in it. So. Um, one of our reviews on iTunes is from a fifth grader who is like, I understand the Bible better than I ever have. <laughs> it's just, you know, so great that a 10 year old is doing this. His mom was doing it and he decided to start doing it alongside her. And then I met a few months ago, I was speaking at a church and I met a 68 year old woman who was weeping as she's saying to me, like, I've always, I, I've known that the Bible is good and true and rich. I've just never felt that or experienced that. And doing this, I understand the word for the first time. Uh, the word has come alive to me. I love God more than I ever thought possible. I've been in, she said, I've been in church my whole life. And I always would say that I loved God, but now I really love him. And she was telling me she's looking into going to seminary at 68 years old. This woman is, is her whole world has been transformed by understanding scripture because, you know, uh, it's not just it's not just important to read it. It's important to understand it. It's important to love it. All three of those components are vital. And so uh, I think a lot of people just settle for reading it. They don't even move move deeper into understanding it. And you can't really love something that you haven't engaged with on that level. Those are some of my favorite stories are just the breadth of age and experience. Did you have any idea it would take off like this, that God would give you this great ministry? <laughs> No clue. I mean, really, I started recording, you know, I, I, my first little studio that I recorded in, I was recording in my apartment with an Amazon box, at, like an, an Amazon delivery box that I had pushed the edges, the, the flaps in and shoved a sheepskin rug in it. And that was my studio. And I really just thought, no, I thought 300 people would listen, like I said. So I just didn't, we didn't invest a lot of money into doing anything and, um, you know, I woke up on the day we launched to 300 messages, emails and such. <laughs> so I was like, okay, people, people are listening. <laughs> this is, this is kind of a shocker. Just very grateful. So, uh, did not know at all, but praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And we even have, there's a, a man we heard from in our first month, I believe, who was in Mumbai, India. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I believe he's a Hindu man. He's 21 years old in university. His English professor told him that a good way to, become more familiar with English is to read the Bible. And he didn't understand what he was reading. He found our podcast. He uh, started visiting churches uh, on the down low without telling his parents. He still lived at home and um, had decided that he wanted to convert to Christianity. Wow. And just no clue how far reaching this would be, but just very grateful for every aspect of it. Every bit yeah. of it. So I'm curious, like when you were you're doing a chronological study of the Bible. So mm -hmm. you're going through every verse of the Bible, essentially, or or at least section of the Bible, right? That had to be challenging, right? Like some of them we know pretty well, and I, you could explain, but you're going through Leviticus. You're going mm -hmm. through, you know, the minor prophets, which are so rich and wonderful, but uh, that had to be, there's some hard passages in the Bible. So that had to be a challenge, right? Yeah. You don't get to skip anything. You don't, there are, you, there are no days off. You don't get to skip any. You don't get to say, this is really, this is controversial. So let me not address this part. This might offend somebody. And even the hard, the harder parts for me were some of the really hard parts were the days where mostly what you're reading is a genealogy. Like where do we see the character of God in this genealogy or Ezekiel, Ezekiel, uh, <laughs> my least favorite book of the Bible. Right. Sorry, it's, Ezekiel. It's tough sledding. <laughs> Let's just be real. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tough sledding. Yeah. Well, uh, it's such a great idea. I love the fact that you also are really encourage group study, you know, with D group, mm-hmm. you know, community and studying the Bible in community that, that seems to be really important to you. Yeah. So D group, um, predates the Bible recap by about nine years. We started that almost 12 years ago. And this was D group was started because of my first trip through scripture where I was learning so much that pastors had never taught on people had never explained to me. I was encountering verses that I had taken out of context to mean what I wanted them to mean. And when I read them in context, I was embarrassed and ashamed and also like, okay, I need to mine scripture for its deeper truths. So I wanted to have people to study the Bible alongside me. And I just went to my pastor and said, do you know of any other girls who would want to read the Bible with me? So here it's a a group of me and nine strangers, essentially, in a room together. And I'm like, okay, we're going to read the word together. We're going to do deep dives on the text and study this. And so that group of nine women is now uh, 300-ish groups on five or six continents in two languages. We have men's groups. Um, It has just, that has exploded and um, just grateful that that exists. But even 10 years into its existence, a lot of our members who'd even been with us since that very first meeting with me and nine strangers hadn't read through the Bible. And so I thought, like I mentioned earlier, I wanted to be able to help them get past what kept them from the word. These people that I had been studying the Bible with who still hadn't read all of it. And so I I thought this podcast would maybe be a means to help them the way that, that my pastor helped me. So um, we, when we started D Group, had no idea how much it would grow. And when we started the Bible Recap, the same. And what I love from those stories is not like, oh, we built something great, but oh, people have a hunger for the word more than we know. The harvest is plentiful. Well, before we continue our conversation, I want to just encourage you to uh, check out our friends at Faithful Counseling. Faithful Counseling has generously sponsored this episode of the Way Home Podcast. And one of the reasons I was excited to partner with them is because I believe so much in the value of good biblical counseling. In the last few years, I've really noticed the importance of counseling, both as a pastor who has to care for people at times, as a husband, as a father, as a friend. There's just times when all of us need to sit down and talk with someone who is skilled at kind of peeling back through the layers of our lives, both the spiritual and the physical and the places where we need clinical diagnosis and we need a a, a biblical word from God. And sometimes those are, are kind of marbled in together in complex ways that we can't totally understand that someone outside of us can help us do that. I believe this is a really important thing. A lot of times we're afraid to go to counseling. There's a stigma that I don't want to be known as the kind of person who would need to get help. And really, we, sh- we shouldn't think that way because all of us uh, are fallen, are broken, have needs that someone else that God uh, gifts in a certain way can help with. What's great about the model of faithful counseling is that it's completely confidential and it's completely online. And so if, if you're like me and the kind of the stigma of getting up and going and talking to someone is, is a little bit too much of getting in your car and going to an office or a church, you can do this from the privacy of your home. You fill out a, an 
intake process and they match you up with a counselor that's suited to your needs. And if you happen to get a counselor that is just not working for you, you can easily exchange them at no cost. You have access to your counselor through text, through email, and other ways if you have a crisis in between sessions. So I want to encourage you to visit faithfulcounseling.com slash wayhome. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash wayhome. And you will get a 10% discount off your first month's membership, which is, which is a really fantastic deal. So visit faithfulcounseling.com slash wayhome and get a 10% discount off your first membership. I really want to encourage you, uh, if you are listening, feel depressed, you have anxiety, or maybe you have some thorny relational issues in your family or at work or other places, to go seek some help with our friends at Faithful Counseling dot com slash way home. You know, I think one of the things that we all struggle with is what if you get off track, you miss a day or two, you miss three days. Oh, I'm, I'm off track. <laughs> yeah, now it's yeah. like a snowball coming down a hill. What advice right. do you give to people when they inevitably get off track? In fact, mm-hmm. I looked at my reading the Bible in a year plan that I've been following and I'm like, yeah, probably a week off or a couple yeah. weeks off. Yeah. You, you know, you, you miss a day here or there, not a ton, but it, it does add up. So what is your advice to people who get off track? Oh, yeah, which is all of us. Yeah. Um, I once a week we at the on the Bible recap podcast, we have what we call a weekly check-in. And the weekly check-in is where I just I just say, like, hey, how you doing? Just a reminder that you read the Bible today. Every day that you're in the word, you're right on time. And no matter when you're reading it, if you're a week behind in the schedule, if you're right on time, if you're a month behind the schedule, you probably found something about God today, about who he is that is going to sustain you through your day today. That's going to point your eyes toward him. That is what matters. Every day that you're in the word, you're right on time. And then also on the front end, I try to I try to let them know to read through the Bible in a year takes 12 minutes a day on average, 12 minutes a day. It's 1% of your day. So um, I, I let them know how very manageable it is. And for people like me who are auditory learners, like people, the people who are hearing this right now, you're podcast people, you're people who listen. And so there's no shame in listening to the audio version of the Bible. Maybe you learn better that way than by putting your eyes on the pages and the Bible app will read it to you for free. So if you have access to this podcast, you have access to either Bible.com or the Bible app that will read it to you for free. And now we have uh, the Bible recap, the book that is a oh, great yeah. companion. Yeah, yeah. So you can not only get the audio, but you can get the book, which to me is just a great reference because let's say you listen to the Bible recap, you know, and you remember, yeah, like a few days ago, like, I don't know, she said something great or just <laughs> as a reference, right? So right. if you're reading through the Bible and it's like in some, some weird thing you don't understand, you could open that up and use it. Yeah. We're so grateful that a publisher came along pretty early on. I think it, I think it was the third week of our existence and said, we want to turn this into a book. And so we just released that on November 3rd, election day, the beginning of election week. And um, we uh, it just released into the wide world everywhere you can find books. And Lord so. knows we need, we need the Bible the most. On election week, <laughs> right. so that was yeah. good timing by you. Um, <laughs> we did not, we did not plan it that way. Just very grateful it happened that way. Yeah. What can you tell us a little bit too, just about 
your approach? I mean, doing this as a podcast and what have you learned about podcasting and about uh, kind of about your audience that you, that has surprised you and that, that you might encourage for others who are kind of doing this? Man, I've been so encouraged by, like I said, how when we started out, I mean, and we, it's not involved a lot of money um, to, like, I don't have a $500 microphone. I have like an $80 microphone. I started recording without a real studio. A lot of people start in their closets. It's something that is sort of an easy thing as far as equipment. There aren't a lot of barriers to entry. And so that's really encouraging. It did require far more work than I ever imagined. So if you are doing anything that is biblically based or teaching, it's just so much research. I mean, like I said, it was, it was, I was working a hundred hours a week, literally from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. That was my life for 14 months. So that was really humbling because I really thought it was going to take me about an hour a day. (laughs) And um, I was like, I've read through the Bible now 10 times. I have stacks of notebooks that I, on the notes I've taken, the questions I've asked, the answers I found, the, the resources I've accumulated. And so all I have to do is like piece that together, right? No. I mean, I really wanted to give fair treatment to the text um, as far as, you know, and you've talked about this recently on the podcast, sort of the things that are open-handed and closed-handed, the things that are foundational and fundamental versus the things that are, hey, like there are different ways to practice this all within orthodoxy. And so what I wanted to do, like when we encountered baptism, you know, you, you, you recently discussed like like loving Tim Keller, but maybe disagreeing on certain aspects of his teaching on baptism. And I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. But what I wanted to do was present Tim Keller's position fairly, present my position fairly, present other positions fairly, and say, here is how different people practice this. And here's what's important to hold on to. And here's what's important to have with hold with an open hand. And I wanted the listener to come away from that episode, not having any idea which position was mine. Mm, that's so good. in order to do that, I had to do a lot of research. I had to call pa- friends of mine who are pastors and say, Hey, do you feel like your position is fairly represented here? And just lay that before them. And so it was a lot of work, <laughs> but that was something that was really important to me on those open-handed issues. You know, we say we don't scream where scripture whispers and we don't whisper where scripture screams. I love and that. There are a few places where we will put our foot down and say, yes, Jesus is the son of God. I'm not going to say some scholars say Jesus is the son of God and others say, but you know, open-handed issues. I wanted to give fair treatment like that. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I'm glad you did that. And um, it's such an awesome tool, you know, explain for in the few minutes we have left why you're so committed to this, why you're so committed. I mean, you you spent all day for 14 months doing this. I mean, this is a labor of love. I mean, you, this is not just a novelty thing that you wanted to do. You're very committed to getting people into the word. Why, why is it such a passion for you? And, and why do you think it's so important for us to read the Bible faithfully? So I'll tell you, I grew up in at home where the Bible was exalted, where um, my earliest memory is saying John 3.16 with my mom because she had been teaching it to me as she rocked me to sleep each night. I just kind of learned it without trying. My dad led daily devotions around the breakfast table every morning at 6 a.m. I was I went to Christian school. I was in full-time ministry from the day I was out of college. And I was in full-time ministry having not read the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. 
And when my pastor friend challenged me to read the whole Bible, I was in full-time ministry and I didn't really want to because I had tried and I didn't understand it. And I was fine to just dwell in the text that I did understand. And so what happened to my heart and my mind and my whole life when I actually read the word of God and came to understand the full counsel of God, it was a dynamic shift. It was a paradigm shift in my heart, my mind, my walk with him, my ministry, everything changed. I have personally seen how valuable it is to behold the living God in the full counsel of his word. Nothing will ever be the same. Nothing will ever be the same. And I want that for people. I, I want it. I don't want them to dwell in daily devotionals. I, I love Charles Spurgeon. I love John Calvin. I want people to read their words, but I don't care if they read their words, if they don't read his word. I want them to know God and his word. And nothing will be the same for them. And I have so many people who've come alongside us in this journey who attest to that from 10-year-olds to 68-year-olds to pastors. We have several pastors who are doing this who say, I've never read the whole Bible. And they're reading it and they're coming away changed. Mm, That's such a good word. Such a great word. Well, I want to encourage everybody listening uh, to first consider Terry Lee Cobble's uh, podcast, The Bible Recap. And you can start. You can start right now, right? And just every day start, is day one for someone. Yeah. Start on this day. You don't have to wait till January 1st, right? To start. Right. right. Start right now. Find it and just kind of work through it. It's such a great tool. And I, I want to encourage everyone to do this. Uh, I heard Tim Keller and Russell Moore both say the same thing and they didn't even talk to each other. When a students asked them or pastors asked them, how can I be a good pastor? How can I be a good preacher? Both of them said, read through the Bible, read through the Bible and reading through the Bible year after year. Keller said this. I heard him say it. Reading through the Bible year after year helped him so much and got the word in his heart so much that the recall was there that it just helped him with his preaching and his teaching because he's able to put it all together. And so it's so vital. So I want to encourage everyone to go subscribe to the Bible Recap Podcast and consider the book, the Bible Recap book, which is a great guide. So if you're reading through the Bible chronologically, this could be a guide to have, maybe not read every day, maybe you do read every day, but like when you get to those hard passages that don't seem to make sense, Tara Lee has done the work and she's <laughs> called the pastors and figured out what those weird passages in Leviticus mean so that you can read it and get inspiration out of it. So I want to encourage y'all, we'll have links in the show notes, but Tara Lee, thank you so much. This is a wonderful ministry. And uh, thanks for having you. me, Dan. Loved it. Thank you for listening to this edition of The Way Home Podcast with Daniel Darling. For more information, you can visit danieldarling.com. If you do like this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. We also encourage you to rate and review so others can know about the podcast. You can follow me at at dandarling on Twitter or go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash danielmdarling. I also want to encourage you again to check out my latest book, Away With Words, and you can visit awaywithwordsbook.com. Thank you for listening again to The Way Home Podcast. This is a production of the National Religious Broadcasters. Mm -hmm.